Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. Yes, we cover it all. Well, I'm back to using the date. Today is October 12th. And, uh, well, you've only got two more weeks till Halloween. Isn't that exciting? Well, today we have Chris who has been my guest several times. He's also my IT guy, and he's supposed to do um, reconnoitering when I have a problem with my computer. Right, Chris? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. That's, I'm more uh, of your, I think at this point I'm more of your web developer than I am your tech guy. Yeah, yeah, I got to look for another tech guy, I guess. Well, you know what we're going to talk about today? I've been thinking about this for a while. Tiny homes or tiny houses, whatever you want to call it. I think they are becoming popular. I'm getting a lot of uh, emails or uh, different links about tiny houses. And they could be, um, well, they could be a good thing for you or a bad thing. And I know, Chris, you've been looking into this, and that's why we're doing a podcast, because you probably know more than I do about tiny houses. What do you think? Well, I do watch a lot of YouTube videos of people um, getting having tiny houses built for them and then living in them after. Um, I, I'm big into RVs, and that's kind of in the RV section on YouTube. So I do see quite a few uh, videos about tiny houses. Yeah, and we'll talk about that, the difference between a tiny house and an RV in a minute. But I guess tiny houses are um, very attractive for people who want to scale down, uh, maybe minimize their stuff, you know, as most people, especially, well, I think every generation collects stuff and you have to make a decision whether you want to be attached to your stuff or if you want to eliminate a lot of that stuff and live a more simple life. Um, so in looking at some of the, uh, um, points of living in a tiny house, I found that they're somewhere between 100 square feet and 400 square feet. Could I live in something that small? Absolutely not. 100 I square just, feet would be tough. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. And it's only, we're only two people. We have no plants, no pets, no goldfish, nothing small. I don't even have a little... Uh, Chihuahua. If I wanted to get a dog, that's probably what I'd have to get. But we don't have any of that stuff. But we have stuff. So what is your thinking on that? Do you think you can scale down? I think I could. We've. I, I was telling you before that we have taken RV trips, you know, like two-week RV trips. One time we took a, a really long one. But, you know, we, we find that that all the stuff we have in our house and our house is very packed with a lot of stuff. <laughs> but I find that, you know, 99% of the stuff we have in our house, we don't need. Uh, that's a bit, the key point. Do you need what you have? We want it, but we don't need it. Right. Right. A lot of people, um, I guess I go into a lot of kitchens, as we all know, I'm a kitchen designer. I look at their cabinets so I know how to design for them. And most people have more pots and pans 
than than you can imagine. Four sets of dishes, every utensil, every appliance known to man. So if you're going to move into a tiny house, you're going to have a tiny kitchen and you're going to have minimal storage. So I know we did a podcast, Chris, about your kitchen and how you had so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're going to move into a tiny house, you got to really scale down on those things. And what about... uh, I guess going to a big box store and getting those super duper deals on um, 54 rolls of toilet paper, you wouldn't have any place to store it. Right. So you really, again, you you know, if you're living in a tiny house and it's the same as, you know, people who sell everything and they get an RV and they start traveling around the country, you just have to minimize and you have to realize what's important to you, what, you know, and, and differentiate what you need and what you want. Well, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't be going to the big box stores and getting a giant thing of toilet paper. You'd be going to, you know, the market and getting a eight pack of toilet paper. Yeah. In that one bathroom that you yes. have in that tiny house. <laughs> well, we should probably talk about the pros of living in a tiny house. So you can start there. Otherwise, we're going to sound like, no, 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 all negative. But there really isn't, um, I guess there's as many pros as there is cons. So let's start with the pros and have a happy day. Sure. Go ahead. Oh, well, um, you sent me a list of pros. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like an expert now. (laughs) Um, You know, they talk about less water waste. It's probably true. You're probably taking a shorter shower and using less water, less electricity consumption. Um, You have to, you know, you have to become creative when it comes to storing stuff and getting rid of stuff. And, you know, you can't have a big recycle bin in your kitchen anymore (laughs) like we have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess they say that it, it makes you more environmentally conscious, which is probably true. In most tiny houses, you know that, when you watch these tiny house shows, they're always sticking them in some forest somewhere. They're never like putting them in the middle of the city. So you can't live on the parking lot grounds of Walmart, I guess. You sure can't. <laughs> no, I guess you can't. And you get to you get to really, and this goes the same because I watch a lot of videos about people who sell all their stuff and they travel in an RV, and you get to simplify your life. You know, you have to, you're, you're forced to simplify it. Like you, you tell me when we talked about my kitchen, go through your kitchen and throw away all the stuff you don't need. You know, we might do that, but we'd still have a ton of stuff. Whereas in a, a tiny house, you'd, you'd have to do that. It, it wouldn't be an option. Well, and I'm sure you'd run into this. You get rid of a lot of the stuff that you haven't used to say in the past I'm going to be liberal and say in the past month, then you're living in your tiny house and you think, wow, I wish I had that thing I got rid of. So, okay, you go buy it. You have to be really vigilant about not falling into that. Well, I'll just go buy it. I know I gave it away, but because then you can very easily collect a lot more stuff and you're in a situation where you don't have the space. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at, if you look in our cabinets, we probably have three or four colanders. And we don't need three or four colanders. Oh, they exactly. All, but I'm sure you have one thing. air fryer, right? We actually have a combination toaster oven and air fryer. So we kind of 
there's there's where we're kind of consolidating stuff yeah. together. Yeah, I would say that the key thing is try to consolidate your small countertop appliances or say, do we really need that? I mean, how many times have we used the whatever, the bread maker? That's that's one of those famous things. People got bread makers and yeah. they never used them. <laughs> so. I had one way back in the day, used it about five times in three years. Yeah, you have to be a realist. You have to figure out. Or be true to yourself and say, you know, I really don't, I've never had a bread maker and I don't miss it. So therefore, I could come to your house and throw it away. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the problem with those bread makers, I know not to go off topic, but, you yeah, know, they have do. that paddle in the middle. So when you take them out, you always have a big hole in the middle of your bread. So it's terrible. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. So why live in a tiny house? Well, if you're a minimalist and you love the idea of the lifestyle of a minimalist, well, maybe that's good for you. Maybe you can live without a lot of stuff. Maybe maybe five pair of shoes instead of 50, maybe. Maybe instead of having 17 hoodies, you can do away with 16 of them, possibly, because your closet space is going to be very small. So uh, you have to kind of realize, or maybe you should live in a warm climate, then you won't need those winter coats or those heavy boots. But again, you, you know, so I probably have three or four heavy coats, and we live in Arizona, so... We don't use them very often, but, you know, I could, I could go down to one. I don't need four coats. I have one and I use it once, maybe once a year. I mean, you know, talk about saving money. My winter coat has lasted me years. I don't have to go buy another one. One is enough. But for me, it would be hard um, because I have a t-shirt company. So I have a lot of (laughs) t-shirts I have to get rid of. Uh, Yeah. Or maybe you uh, have your tiny house and every once in a while you have a tiny house sale instead of a garage sale because you won't have a garage. There you go. No garage. Well, yeah, that's, that's another that's thing. Because our garage is our garage is full of stuff. Bikes in there. There's a drum set in there and there's just boxes and boxes of storage. I Golf think people clubs. are getting the idea that you got a lot of stuff, Chris. Yeah, but so, I mean, you'd have to get rid of all that stuff. But, yeah. You know, now, you know, on the good side, you won't have a mortgage if you have a tiny house. And typically, a tiny house can be built for 50000 Or if you buy an existing one and you want to remodel, I'm sure it's not going to be 50000 So the financial impact on your wallet is great. It's a good consideration. Um, but the, you still have to find a place to put it. Yeah, true. So, I mean, you either have to rent a plot of land and or buy a plot of land. And depending on where you are, you know, you can't really put it in the city. You kind of have to be on the outskirts because I don't think a lot of cities allow you to, you know, to cons- they have. I know the city I live in, they have a minimum size of square footage that you have to have to have a house in here. So I guess, well, we're going to talk about this. We can talk about it now. You can do your tiny house on a foundation or you can do it on wheels. So Yes. Right? I know that most, well, the most ones that I've seen, they've built on wheels. Yeah. So I was reading and these people have it on wheels and, you know, which sounds really nice because if you don't like your neighbors, you just pick up and move. <laughs> 
<laughs> or if you want to travel around the country with your tiny house, bear in mind that you need a 20-foot U-Haul box truck. Well, or that, if you... The tiny houses are considerably heavier than, say, an RV, because an RV is made to be towed, so they try to make it as light as possible. Tiny houses built, you know, with all materials you build a regular house out of, so they're extremely heavy. So, you, yeah, you'd have to have a big truck, like a three-quarter ton truck, maybe a one-ton truck, to pull something like a tiny house if you were going to travel around. I don't think it's... I don't think it's very um, very easy to, to to use it as an RV. I think being built on wheels is more just convenience so you can get it from where they built it to the uh, lot where you're going to put it. Yeah. And also there's considerations. Um, if it's uh, built on wheels, you don't have to get the building permits. You would if you had to build it on uh, like a concrete slab. And you probably don't have to pay house the uh, taxes on your house, right? You know, yeah, we all pay taxes so, on our house. Because it would be considered an RV. But you would have to get contents insurance and maybe auto insurance. No. I think I think uh, you know just like you insure it just like an RV. So, yeah. um, and then the, yeah, and when I know that when we had our RV. I don't think any of the contents was insured, meaning if someone broke in and stole our stuff, we wouldn't have got paid for it. But the good, the advantage is you don't have a lot of stuff, so what can they steal, right? Yeah. Well, the other thing <laughs> is you've got a smaller uh, carbon footprint, so if you're an environmentalist, if you're green, if you think, okay, I'm going to help the environment by um, recycling, living in a smaller um, house, having less garbage to throw out, you know, then then maybe this is for you. Maybe this is uh, the uh, way you want to downsize. And a lot of people, not they don't downsize. They didn't start with a house. And so young couples, um, maybe the ones who are really conscious of the environment, will start out with a tiny house. So they got to start from scratch. They're not downsizing, and they probably don't have a lot of stuff. Although they probably do, but you know, well, just... and, and then so also if you're a young couple and you don't have a lot of money, it's a the to get into it's a lot cheaper than a house, and you figure if you buy a house as a young couple, you're going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on furniture and you know all the stuff that you need to put in a house. Whereas if you have a tiny house, that expense is going to be a lot less. Oh, good point. Now, a lot of uh, tiny houses are really good for one person, but if you're a young married couple, um, two people, I would say if you're planning on having kids, don't think about having a bunch of kids in a tiny house. Because yeah, can you imagine having to you know, climb a ladder every time you want to go to bed? Well, that's what I was doing some research, and they all put their beds in the loft, which means that you have to climb a ladder or um, steps. Somehow you got to make room for stairs to get into your loft to go to bed. They said it's it's really hard to fix your bed, to change the sheets, and you have to be very agile. You have to be able to uh, do acrobatics to, <laughs> to get this done. So if you're an older couple... I would say don't plan on putting a bed in a loft because that's going to be difficult to get up there. Um, I think in a tiny house, there's not much choice. 
because if you put the bed on the lower floor, you're using up half your tiny house. Now, you Unless you use a house. convertible, a pull-out bed. Yeah. But there again, doing that every day gets really old. Hey, I want to talk about Studio 41 before we go on. So they would be good uh, when you're building your house to get your plumbing fixtures. They have everything you can imagine, and I use them as my source when I'm redesigning or remodeling kitchens and baths. So Studio 41 has showrooms in Illinois and in Scottsdale. You can also go on their website if you want to shop online. It's shopstudio41.com. They have a great selection, as I say, every week in uh, cabinet hardware, in all sorts of plumbing for your kitchen and bath cabinets. And in Illinois, if you live there, they have uh, tile and they also have windows. So check them out. So getting back to our tiny house, you know, you can build your own tiny house. You can customize it. And I read where they said, oh, you can build your own house. Just watch a couple of YouTube yeah, um, I don't you know, know about right. that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, oh, you want to remodel your house? Oh, just watch a couple of YouTubes and you know everything. Oh, you want to have heart surgery? A couple of YouTubes. You'll know how to do it. I don't know if I'd want to live in a house that I built. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point, I guess, right? Yep. So um, we've talked about all the, hmm, the good stuff in living in a tiny house. Can you think of any more good points well, I like the fact that you could move it. Um, like you said, if you know you're, you don't like your neighbors. However, I think that if you do have a tiny house, you're probably going to end up somewhere out in the away from people. I've never seen like tiny houses except for some little tiny house villages that have popped up here and there. Um, you know, they have most tiny people... house villages. Oh yeah, what do they call it tiny town. <laughs> Pretty much. There's actually a place in Oregon, in Portland, where the guy bought a lot. And it's kind of in the middle of the city, too. And he put like eight tiny houses there and you rent them like a hotel room. Um, but it looks really nice because in the night they'd have some guy come and play guitar by the fire. And everybody, you know, gets comes out of the little tiny house with their so tiny if- wine glasses and you got to be a kumbaya person to do yeah. that, right? <laughs> yeah, well, but I, I, was... I think that, and I think that, like I said, the cost is is one of the pros, and the fact that you're downsizing and you're learning to to live without a lot of stuff, I think, is a, is a big advantage. I would like to do that, learn to live without so much stuff. Yeah, good luck. You've been saying that for a while. Yeah, I know. I also read that if you're an outdoorsy person, you can expand your living space, which is a no-brainer, by adding a porch or a patio. Of course, these are for the tiny houses that don't have wheels. Unless oh, you there's, people, a, there's people that build porches on two the wheels. And then when they leave, they have to leave that patio or that, right? What do they do? Take the porch with them? I don't know. I've never seen anybody leave <laughs> the porch build. Well, but that's I've it. Seen... If you're not going to leave, why do you have your house on wheels? It's like I said. It's there's a lot of advantages to building it on wheels, meaning that you don't have to get permits, which are very. You know how hard it is to get a permit to build stuff in your house. Yeah, you have to go to the city. You have to wait three months for the guy to come out and then inspect it, and then tell you that you know you, your wiring is is 
half an inch too far to the left and yeah. you have to redo it. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest advantage of putting it on wheels. I don't think the mobility is, is the advantage. I think the advantage is not having to deal with getting all the building permits. What kind of tires would they use? Can you imagine going, oh, our house has a flat tire? <laughs> Happens. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I know that, I know that, you know, RVs, get flat tire they come with uh, trailers if you buy a trailer before they've kind of wised up but you know in the olden days if you bought a trailer by olden days i mean like five years ago um, the olden days is five uh, years ago (laughs) (laughs) they put these cheap chinese tires on on uh the trailers and what happens is if you blow a tire it shreds and it it tears up the floor whatever the tire is over so i had a friend that had one and a tire blew, and it it ripped the whole floor out of his bathroom in his RV. Oh, fun! So I don't think you'd want to have you you'd put good tires, <laughs> even yeah. if it's just to move it for you know, ten miles. You'd want well. Don't forget, you get what tires. you pay for. Yeah. So, but okay. I think I think that's the the big um, reason that most people build on trailers is just so they don't have to do all those permitting. What do you think about the resale market for a tiny home? What if you get it, you try it, you give it six months, and then if you're losing your mind, you've got to put it up for sale? Yeah, I think, you know, when I've seen them for sale, and they seem to be going for, you know, no one's blowing them out at super cheap prices. So I think because of the TV shows, you know, the, about tiny houses and stuff, people are kind of into it now. You know, 10 years down the road, who knows, probably depending on how the economy gets, they're either going to be go up in value or down in value. It's definitely not like a house where you're guaranteed that if you sit on it long enough, you're going to, you know, make a good profit off of it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about container living? Would that be considered a tiny house since you've used or been watching all these YouTubes and I haven't? I've um, seen those, and yeah, I would. I, to me, I would consider those a tiny house yeah. because they're what they, they all have to to be to be street legal to move it on the street. They have to be eight feet wide, eight feet or eight and a half feet. Some some states will let you do eight and a half. Some are eight. So you know, uh, obviously, a container is eight feet because it has to sit on a truck to move. Yeah, around the country, so you're always going to have that eight foot uh, container. Might be a little longer maybe 40 feet instead of 30 feet. You know, a trailer a trailer for a tiny home is probably going to be the biggest is going to be 30 feet. Yeah. So unless they build over the trailer. That was the rage to... about two years ago, three years ago, and I'm sure people are still using the uh, containers for homes. But there's YouTubes that show you how to insulate them because don't forget they're metal, so they will uh, get really hot in the summer, cold in the winter. But they seem interesting. I guess you can cut a window out unless you really like to be a minimalist who is an individual who wants to live by yourself with no outside people. Don't put windows on your container, right? Yeah, there's uh, I the all the ones I've seen, they've cut windows and doors in them, and yeah. some some put sliding glass doors on the side. I think you know, I think if you're ingenious enough, you can make a pretty, you can take anything and make it a really nice living space. Yeah, you can even live in a teepee. You could. Yeah, they could. Okay. Um, but there's our uh, the cons of living in the tiny houses too, which is obviously size. You're probably not going to have a washer dryer. 
That was one of my points. We were saying you can save on water and electricity. Well, yeah, because you won't have a washer-dryer, although you can do a small stacked unit, and you have to be real creative. Um, I'm going to give a website later on. This website has the most gorgeous tiny houses. You almost want to go, okay, I'm in. But the reality, once you start looking at where you're going to, how you're going to live, where you're going to put your stuff, that will turn your decision to, eh, I think I'll stay where I am. But Yeah, so I mean, that that's, that's a con. And, and, and you got to remember that if you do put a, a small stack, a stacking washer dryer, you know, that's space and you're, you have a limited amount of space. So if you do decide, yeah, I really need a washer dryer, you're, you're taking away, you know, storage space or. Well, every inch is got to be thought of. I mean, you know, if you can multi, you know, use the space for multi items, that would be ideal. Now, if you live out in the forest and you have to drive 25 miles to the laundromat, there goes the money for gas. Yeah. So, so it's a trade-off. And or also make friends with somebody who lives close and they have a washer dryer. There you go. Yeah. Also, there's the issue of the toilets. Oh, yeah. You and... want to talk dirty? Talk toilets. Okay. If you are if you take your tiny house and you put it out in the forest somewhere, you're obviously not going to have a place for your waste to go. And, you know, it, like gray water, which is like shower water and sink water, you know, some of those stuff you can just dump. I mean, they're, you know, as long as you use a good um, ecological soap, you don't really need to have a place for those to go. But the waste, you can't just dump. So a lot of people in their tiny houses are putting what they call compact composting toilets. Have you heard yeah. of those? Yeah. So those, I, I don't know, a lot of RV people are opting for that too so they can stay out you know for two weeks without having to well to also if pigs. you have a tiny house and you have a garden you now have your own fertilizer yeah but i just can't i don't know i just watch these guys and you have to you know the the wet stuff you have to goes into a container and you have to take that container out and dump it in the garden I think you need a lifetime supply of rubber gloves yuck <laughs> and then the solid waste goes into it goes into another part of the toilet that contains like peat moss and you have to, it has a, usually will have a handle that stirs it after you use it. Mm. And then uh, supposedly when, you know, when it fills up, it's just compost doesn't really stink or anything, but I don't know. I just, I think I'd have a problem using a composting toilet. I'm not living in a tiny house. <laughs> now, but if I you, would... If you get somewhere that has sewer lines and you don't have any of those or problems. Or maybe you can call somebody and say, hey, clean out my uh, waste tank or whatever. There you go. Yeah. So, and if you have a hobby, I was just thinking about that. A lot of people have hobbies, whether it's ceramics or sewing or making uh, models. You, you don't have space for that. You have to give up your hobbies. Your hobby yeah, has to be how to figure out how to put all your stuff in your tiny house. <laughs> I've seen some people that have, um, you know, built a shed off of their tiny house so they can have a, a workspace. So they're adding on to their tiny house, which then becomes not so tiny. Well, they're not adding on. There's a, it's a separate It's structure. a separate thing? Or... Yeah, so they'll put a she shed out there so the wife can go out there and, you know, 
do whatever wife's doing. And you also don't have a garage. So if you live in a cold climate, be prepared to dust the snow or dig your car out of the snow. No garage. That's true. And, you know, if you have several vehicles and a motorcycle, then uh, you're not going to like living in a tiny house. Yeah. Um, Also, and I had uh, some idea. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, everything is on a tiny scale. So when you go into the bathroom, your sink is probably going to be tiny. You're not going to have a full-size vanity. No, absolutely In your kitchen, although I did see one on the website I'm going to give in a minute, um, they had a pretty good-sized refrigerator. But for the most part, everything has to be scaled down. Your sink, your stove, your, well, you can't have but maybe two dishes to... uh, (laughs) <laughs> two soup bowls, two two glasses, two spoons, uh, two forks. You got to really scale down because you won't have the space. And yeah, you're not going to have a dinner party in a tiny house. Uh, you can have it outside with takeout and paper plates, but that's there about. Go. There's always a way to get around things. I mean, obviously. And talking about appliances, I want to talk about Monogram. They have some small appliances, um, but they're not going to have teeny-weeny appliances. But you can check and see what they have and what you need if you're going to delve into your tiny house ideas. Monogram has smart appliances, too. So if you want to put some smart appliances in your tiny house... Um, with your app on your phone that says, okay, it's time to defrost, or maybe a stove that tells you what the recipes are, go for it. I'm still not sold on tiny houses, but I am sold on Monogram. They have great appliances, and I have a kitchen full of them. So you can go to monogram.com to learn more about their appliances, or you can visit a showroom to see what they are like in person. And hopefully when your showroom has a working kitchen, that even gives you an advantage to see how it works. So Maybe Monogram will start a line of tiny appliances. I doubt it. I doubt it because <laughs> what is the percentage of people living in tiny houses? Yeah, probably one small. or two percent. But I, you know, not to say anything negative about body composition. So to put this gently, if you're a big person, I would say don't move into a tiny house. <laughs> no, really, um, because thinking it's eight foot wide. And you have to have uh, some place to sleep or a couch or a chair, a countertop, even the bathrooms. They would be like using the toilet in a plane. An airplane has a very small bathroom. And that's about the size of a bathroom in your tiny house, right? Yes, absolutely. So think I'm not going to say think twice. Think 17 times before you decide to uh, scale down and go into it. Now, it could be fun. It could be an adventure for you, not for everybody. Uh, It could be creative. They have beautiful ones. I'm going to give you that website. It's called uh, thespruce.com slash tiny. I'm sorry. Let's start over again. Thespruce.com forward slash tiny hyphen house hyphen living hyphen rooms hyphen five two one one zero three seven i'll put that on my website i'll put it on my post for anchor so put it on your show notes so people can yeah i'll do do that and good luck with that i mean like i said (laughs) you can easily 
um, move in and think it's going to be a lot of fun until reality hits you. I'm still not sold on that. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Boy, if you live in a tiny house, I'd love to hear from you. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. We try to bring you some interesting and different subjects. So please subscribe on the platform you're using to listen to these podcasts, please. And don't forget to share them with your friends. Look at all the knowledge you're gaining. And you want to keep it to yourself? No, you want to share it with your friends. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website, nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for Chris, who seems to be leaning towards moving into a tiny house. I doubt if he does, though. (laughs) You can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. As usual, Chris, I enjoy doing podcasts with you. Yeah, me too. I also enjoy you being my IT guy and trying to solve the problems when I have problems with my websites. (laughs) No problem. So have a good day. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, let me know if you move into a tiny house. I'd be interested, especially with the kid, the wife, and the two dogs. There so, you go. Yeah. Everybody out there, stay safe. Have a great day. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.